Weapons Day! Huh? No! Hello and welcome back to Scream 101. I'm Brennan Klein. And I'm Shannon Chalakian. Oh my god, Shannon, I didn't even notice it wasn't Sergio sitting next to me while watching the movie and then while setting up the recording and making the notes. You know what? That should have been my clue. You actually made notes. Sergio never does that. <laughs> I mean, I barely do, let's be real, but it's been a it's been a while since I've gotten back on the saddle, so yeah, I wanted I, to make sure I didn't completely ruin it. I think this should be our Christmas tradition, is that you come back for our super bonus Christmas special episode. Absolutely. Or non-denominational holiday special about christmas movies <laughs> totally because they don't make movies about any other winter holiday that's true that's true a little background for the people who watch your podcast please watch, watch your podcast listen to your podcast um and have no idea who i am that's impossible but okay <laughs> i mean you've been podcasting for a no, year without true. me it's been a while it's been a while um i originated on this podcast with brennan co-produced Blah blah blah. <laughs> yeah, um, you're the you're the co-host for season one, which season was the one. more important season. <laughs> I don't know. You've got some cool organizational things going on. Oh no, know, we super do. Grouping it by genre and yeah, which was an idea we kind of did play with in the original season, but it's definitely more <laughs> consistent now. Yeah, I think you were you were like, all right, Shannon's gone, clean break. Let's what what are we gonna do? What are we, how are we gonna mix it up? No, I was just like, I it's it was so hard to choose. Yeah. And I was like, I need a guiding principle here. <laughs> there you go. But anyway, thank you so much for coming back. Oh, thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. Um, I know I wanted this episode to post on Christmas, but we're recording it on Boxing Day because that's when we could get together. So mm -hmm. it'll Merry Christmas, I guess, in the past to everyone. Yeah, who happy celebrates holidays. it. Hanukkah's over. Kwanzaa's today, I think. Mm, cool. Happy to all of them. All right. Anyway, um, so we are going to be discussing Silent Night, Deadly Night Two. Part two. Part two. Very important. Mm -hmm. Chapter two. Um, but first, do you have any ten reviews of movies you've caught in the past, I guess, year? <laughs> uh, yeah, I know, right? Um, one I recently saw, Stonewall, a musical tr extravaganza. Oh, yeah, you were telling me about this. Yeah. Not made for straight gays, delightfully sweet and entertaining. What is a straight gay? A straight gaze. Oh, G-A-Z-E. Yeah. I'm like, who, are the, who are the gaze. straight gays? Straight gaze. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's, that's, that makes way more sense. Yeah. Oh, uh, the English language is a nightmare. I know, right? But that was what I really enjoyed about that movie was like, there was no like, let's explain what a gay man is. Like, it was like very like, yep, this Does is just Does that the happen reality. in movies? <laughs> or no. like they have to defend themselves against the straights and be yeah. like, I exist. I was born this way. Or like have every gay character question their sexuality. Yeah, that's boring. You know, like, no, this person like first minute on the screen is gay, is gay, drag queen. is a drag queen. They're just living their lives. Okay. Their story. It's cool. Sounds anyway, great to me. That was many more words than 10. No, we we kind of digress sometimes. Okay. It's fine. And um, then. Wait, I, let's alternate because okay. I have a couple of Christmassy ones. Oh, cool. That I want to share. I watched A Bad Mom's Christmas. Oh my gosh. And my 10 word review is I only need two words Christine Baranski. <laughs> okay. She's so good in that movie. All right. It was way better than it had any right to be because the first one I don't think had any jokes in it. And this one actually did. So it's actually a play on Bad Moms? 
Yeah, it's a sequel to Bad Moms. What? Yeah. I don't know how it happened, but it did. That's, uh, okay. All right. That's fine. Yep. Um, Sex in the City seasons one through five. Oh, dear Lord. Surprised by how much I enjoyed Bradshaw's puns. Still problematic. You're surprised by how much you enjoyed puns? Well, but Carrie, Have you met yourself? Carrie Bradshaw specifically. Like, this is supposed to be a woman I identify with in no way because uh-huh. she's skinny and and like very interested in men and very rich and very New rich York. very into shoes like does not have her priority straight she knows how to pr- pronounce manolo bialik or whatever they are You're right manolo, manolo bialik yeah i am bialik and fendi i'm learning so much about just like Purses. brands <laughs> yeah yeah um so i was surprised that i specifically liked her puns oh okay okay i see yeah um and my review of Better Watch Out is, oh, it's kind of smudge. Oh, audacious, but doesn't commit to the gore I crave. Hmm. So what else do you have? I want to know nice. what you've been watching. <laughs> well, I watched The Grinch and I watched Elf. No, I didn't okay. watch Elf. I watched part of Elf. You um, were around while Elf was playing. Yeah. Uh, my review for The Grinch is just, how does Jim Carrey still look like Jim Carrey in a giant green suit? <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> I mean... Yeah. You have anything else? Uh, I have one more. I have A Christmas Prince. Obviously not great, but that title name drop is sublime. Like, they actually do say the phrase Christmas Prince in the movie, and it never makes sense. It's great. I love that. Anyway. I, I love it when films do that. Oh, yeah. It's a beautiful thing. It's like it's like they would just, like, turn and wink at the screen. Yeah, they're like, this really has been a bad mom's Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, I'm going away for the holiday. Did they... Did that happen? I think so. And then Jude Law winks at the camera. Something like that. This really has been the holiday. <laughs> right? Um, anyway, we're going to be discussing our our new holiday tradition, Silent Night, Deadly Night. That didn't make any sense. Um, but we have watched Silent Night, Deadly Night together, although we did not record a podcast episode about it. Oh, we didn't. Um, but that doesn't really matter because Silent Night, Deadly Night 2 the first half of it is just recut footage of the original movie. You get all the kills and none of the boring parts, so it's really perfect. Um, but here's the plot of Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2. The now-adult Ricky, younger brother of Santa Killer Billy, talks to a psychiatrist about how he became a murderer after his brother died, which leads him back to Mother Superior, which is the woman who kind of, like, abused the kids and kind of drove them to be Santa Killers in the first place. It makes... Makes more sense if you watch it, but still never a lot of yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, as always, we'd be rating on a five-point scale on scariness, campiness, FX, and quality. And we also we will be spoiling this movie. Oh, yeah. Definitely. So, are you ready? Are you so ready to ready. get back on the on the Christmas saddle? Let's do this. It's got jingle bells on it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, what was your scariness score for this movie? Are you shaking and are you quivering in your Seattle boots, your hiking boots? <laughs> in my hiking boots? Uh, I rated this a sub-zero. Okay, yeah. I oh, gave it a one because yeah. I'm committed to whole numbers, but yeah. Yeah, I, I rated it a one, too. Uh, not a one, two. Wait, a one or a, a one, two? You rated a one it a 12? <laughs> a one also. Okay. Um, it wasn't scary. Oh, no, of course not. Um... There was one shot of spooky nuns walking down a street, frightening oh, a small child. Oh, yeah, that child. was really funny. But it was also kind of hilarious. Yeah. Because they, like, duck into a store, and he's like, Mom, Mom, and she looks, and there's nothing there. And then they come back out immediately. I'm like, yeah. they must not have had what the nuns wanted in that store. Right, and it was classic, because, like, the music, like, dies down when she looks at it, looks out into the oh, yeah. into the 
uh, sidewalk, sidewalk when the nuns aren't there, but then it comes back when the nuns like oh yeah leave the store. And they're like in slow motion. They look really stern. Yeah. I, what must have happened is they must have seen been like oh wait the the rosary store is next door. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will say a criticism of this movie and the Silent Night Deadly Night franchise as a whole a little bit rapey. Uh, so times. rapey. To, like they definitely equate sex and violence in the brains of the killers and that is the point of like their psychological justification for these santa characters punishing people but not necessary yeah you don't it, it, it's too much you could have just ass- assigned sex or violence yeah or exactly do them separately like you would see in any other 80s slasher yeah I mean, the the 80s are a little... The 70s and 80s definitely uh, relied a little too often on rape scenes, but, like, I always prefer the movies that don't have them. Yeah. Especially three of them. Two in flashback and one in new footage. And it's like, thank you so much, Silent Night, Deadly Night, but no thank you. Yeah. That was a lump of coal in an otherwise masterpiece of a movie. <laughs> You're so funny. <laughs> What's your campiness score? Okay, so I rated uh, a three for campiness. Okay. Um, for a couple reasons. One, the eyebrows. What eyebrows are you speaking of, Shannon? I really I don't remember any eyebrows. I really wish that we um video recorded this episode specifically so that we so could we can all imitate it. Imitate these eyebrows. So essentially, Ricky. Yeah, played by Eric Freeman, who mysteriously vanished for several decades, but he came back recently. Yeah. Um, he said everything one syllable at a time, uh-huh. and every syllable came with a raise of his eyebrows. Very yeah. serious. No, and and sometimes it was inconsistent too, because sometimes he would do his eyebrows on the offbeat in between syllables, just to some, throw you off. Yeah, exactly. He just wanted to show you really how unhinged he was. Yeah, yeah. Um, can you can you do an impression? Well, he is telling a story. Basically, the color red triggers him like a bull to kill people. Mm-hmm. And at one Punish. point, yeah, the the psychologist writes down a red car in big letters underlined on his notes. It's like, okay, great. Uh, first of all, he didn't mention that the car was red, so apparently he was watching the movie, um, which is possible in this universe, but we'll get to that. Yep. Um, but let's see. So basically... We see him writing the notes, and then he looks up, and Ricky is gone. And we're like, oh, no, where did Ricky go? And then he just appears, whispering to the doctor's ear. He's like, going too fast for you? Red car. Good point, doc. And just imagine eyebrows straining to escape someone's face at every belabored syllable. Oh, yes. It's very special. And I think um, what you said about him like kind of hopping into screen goes with the cabinet score as well. There was a lot of really classic like one character is like looking one way and then looks back and looks the other way and looks back and when he looks back, there's Ricky, you know. And Oh yeah, that was a such an obvious setup and it was so another again, belabored, I think is a good word for yeah, everything in this movie. Absolutely. And there were inconsistencies as well. Like um at the very end, uh, the mother superior falls downstairs, and she's been in a wheelchair. Yeah, it's like, why do you live in a house with stairs? Why are you on the second floor of a house with stairs How and no you... one around? Yeah, I, I assume um, the $500 they got to make this movie didn't 
afford them a fake set of any kind right <laughs> but i mean I, I it must have been more but not that much more yeah like 503 yeah so she falls on the stairs and then she gets into another wheelchair which we don't actually see her climb into she's just in one again no one explains and no it, it was my theory that that's just how she gets down the stairs she just falls down yeah she launches herself down from the first um wheelchair down to the second one yeah and there are just there aren't any perms, but there are definitely lots of mullets. And oh, yeah, and uh, those bleached bangs on young fifteen-year-old Ricky. Oh yeah, so weird. And and everyone's just like so buff, like yeah. So Ricky weird. is ripped as hell. Yeah, he's like bodybuilder status. Yeah, well, big time. He's one of the only young killers who can believably like pin a mafioso against a wall in an alleyway. I'm mm-hmm. like, you know what? I believe it. Yeah. He's really big. Oh yeah, totally. Like, um, it's not like a Mrs. Voorhees situation where it's just a middle-aged woman in a cable knit sweater and you're like, okay. Right? Although I always I always wanted to make a spin about kind of like um, mother strength. Like, have you heard of... Oh, yeah. Like, you lift the car off of your baby. Yeah, exactly. Like, maybe that's where they're getting that. That's oh, yeah. And she she does look bulky in that sweater. But <laughs> it's also, a bulky sweater. Yeah. but it, Or like uh, when the killer is revealed to be like, this hot young starlet who clearly hasn't eaten a meal in like seven days. And you're That's like, true. okay, how did you do any of this? Right. Yeah. Brains over brawn, I guess. I anyway, guess. I'm taking up. Um, what did you rate it for campiness? Oh, I rated it four out of five perms mm. because this is definitely a bad, good gem that I'm really happy. I came across. Oh, uh, fun fact. Did you know there are five silent night, deadly night movies? No, not including the remake. What? There are five of them. Yeah, you purposely held withheld that information from no, me. No, I just forgot to mention it. Oh my gosh! Um, I have uh, reviewed them all on my blog, Popcorn Culture. Um, but yeah, so do you want to know what what happens in them? Of course. Okay, so this one it follows the younger brother Ricky. Mm-hmm. So does the third one, even though he was shot to death in the end of this movie. Basically, he's in a hospital. His brain is exposed. So he wears this like glass fish bowl on the top of his head mm-hmm. and you can see his brain through it. It's a different actor. Okay. And he has like a psychic connection with this one girl who's been trying to reach him while he was in his coma. And she goes up to her grandmother's house for Christmas and he shows up to kill them all. Of course. So, you know, as, as happens. And then part four is about a reporter getting initiated into a coven of witches. As one does. Uh-huh. And then part five is about a... Uh, like an evil toy maker and i think the toys kill people so it's kind of puppet master-esque and then there's a really crazy twist really crazy sexy twist and also mickey rooney is in it what what yeah these movies are crazy i recommend all of them except part three which is just really boring but you get to see his brain (laughs) so that's cool oh and also there's a line in part three that's a like a quip after someone gets the gets the upper hand on the killer and he's like is it live or is it memorex and I'm like well this was 1989 <laughs> um yeah anyway i got distracted this movie's really campy the eyebrows are obviously great i did want to mention there is a scene set in a movie theater where they are watching silent night deadly night it's a very scream 2-esque meta twist on the situation <laughs> It's so weird. It's like, okay, we've used a lot of this footage, but we still need to take up time. How are we going to do that? Yeah, it makes no sense. Um, There's, oh, the character of Chip we have to talk about. Oh, my gosh. Um, The ex-boyfriend of Ricky's uh, hot girlfriend who was in Friday the 13th 7. Um, So he's basically, he should have been cast in a, like, 
John Hughes parody movie or like a college 80s college movie parody. Yeah. He's the perfect like preppy douchebag. I was saying he probably was uh, bothering Ricky in between sessions at the Cobra Kai dojo. <laughs> um, he's got this bleach blonde. It's not a, is it a mullet? It's like a, it's tall, but it's also long. Yeah, it's it's a mullet, but it's like a, it's like a shorter mullet. It's like a Billy Idol situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, oh, he's just the worst and his eyes are constantly bugging out of his skull. And his eyes are like bright green and then his face is like it's it's like you know um what's her face from sex in the city carrie bradshaw carrie bradshaw samantha no no carrie bradshaw but carrie bradshaw in real life is stands for bletch (laughs) you've seen more sex in the city than i have i have not that isn't that is a lie that That is is a lie um uh no the the woman who plays carrie bradshaw uh, Sarah Jessica Parker. Sarah Jessica Parker. They all say that her face is long. This guy. Is... Yeah, a horse would walk up to him at a bar and say, "Why the long face?" <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Um, and he's just like the weirdest, lankiest person, and he's like yeah. toting about his like sexual accomplishments, and he's like, "Yeah, she like keeps me fit for when you come back oh, to me." God, oh, the men are so gross in this movie. Yeah, but they're gross in real life, apparently. Yeah. So. I mean, we'll see. I kind of feel for Ricky because he seems to be the only like not gross one other than yeah. the fact that he's a murderer, know, a murderer. Look, it, when he's the like the best dating option in your movie, <laughs> there's a problem. There is a problem. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So Chip is great. I do think every actor in the movie did pick one body part to act with and exclusively like no yeah. other body parts are allowed to play. <laughs> Could you imagine that directing? OK, so this is what we're going to do for this entire film. Each of us are going to pick. One body part. Yeah. That feels like a like a drama game gone wrong. Right? It's like, you will act with your teeth in this scene. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so funny. Oh, thank you. And then, I mean, obviously, we haven't talked about Garbage Day, which is already an iconic oh uh, YouTube meme. But he's basically on a rampage at the end. This is right before. This is like the last scene be- that before the present when he's like in a mental institution. Um, so he's, he's like steals a cop's gun. He's running around just like killing random people. And there's this guy just taking out his trash and he walks up and he goes garbage day and shoots him. And it's hilarious. And then he just spins the gun around and blows on it like a like a, like a yeah. Jesse James. The entire sequence was so weird because like some. Oh, oh well, <laughs> so weird. Um, sometimes there was like red in the scene so it was like okay he's getting triggered by this like red happening yeah it's like his memories of Santa right but there was like nothing for the garbage not that I can remember for garbage man was there I think he was just mad yeah he was just mad so he's just on a rampage he shoots garbage man and then this child comes up with a red bow in her hair and you're like oh snap Um, and then he's what does he say he's like I don't remember. Get home safe or like something. And like she like. He's basically just like, you're good. Yeah. She like pedals off and you're like, oh, cool. And then there's this red car that comes up. This director loves him a red car because there are three different cars associated with murders. Are you sure they're different? Because I don't know if they could afford more than one yeah, car. Yeah, there was a Jeep Wrangler. There was a red okay, Mustang. Of course you know. <laughs> and then there was just this burner car. And when I say burner, I mean literally because. Oh, yeah. In the rampage, he shoots through the windshield one shot. Apparently, hits. Oh no, he he shoots it. It's a times. couple shots. Yeah, and then he hits something within the in the grill, and then it, like, turns on fire, 
it ramps off of like the sidewalk and flips over and blows up. Oh yeah, it's great. I love the eighties. Everything is flammable. It's wonderful. Um, well, yeah, actually, it's a good transition into effects. What's your effects score? So my effects score is gonna be a one because okay. other than other than that car flipping and burning, there wasn't anything that was like really really spectacular. I mean, I guess. I liked um, the umbrella. Yeah, there's an umbrella. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to see your exploding car and raise you the umbrella death. I mean, the umbrella death is great. Um, Because a guy gets stabbed through with an umbrella, which then opens through his back. Yeah. So it's just covered in like this tattered, bloody umbrella that this guy is impaled on. It's so funny. Yeah. (laughs) It's such a good scene. But those are only two scenes for the entire movie. And I understand that the entire movie is like 30 minutes long. Yeah, essentially, once you take out the 40 minutes of flashback footage. Yeah. So, I don't know. 43 minutes long. Yeah. Maybe it's a one, maybe it's a two. Um, I did like the idea. Like, this very much encourages me to become a director of a horror film because I felt like I could do all these things with, like, what I had on hand in my garage. Yeah, it's definitely an aspirational movie where you're like, I could literally have made this. And better. (laughs) Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm going to give it a two for the umbrella kill. And also um, Chip gets a decent death when he gets like uh, electrocuted by his uh, car's uh, jumper cables. Mm -hmm. And then his eyes explode. (laughs) That's right. Uh, The effects aren't great, but that's a, a good try. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, anyway, what I'm really interested to hear your quality score. What is what is that going to look like? Okay, so it's conditional. Okay. It is a one if you don't know the backstory of like how this film was made. Came to exist. Yeah. Because otherwise it would just be like, I'm like, what? Why is this guy so obsessed with his brother? Uh-huh. And like. Yeah, he's constantly like. Billy. I, I don't sleep. But Billy had nightmares. And it's like, I know. Ricky's barely in the first movie. So they had yeah. to have him keep talking about him. Yeah. So other it, it would definitely be a one if I was like, what? What is going on? Uh-huh. Um, but because of the backstory that you told me and explaining how. Um, well, and you can explain it more too about um, what the what the the industry asked of the director. Yeah, um, I don't remember how much I said already on the podcast, but basically, um, the director Lee Harry was actually an editor who was tasked with uh, re-editing the uh, Silent Night Deadly Night movie because it only ran in theaters for two weeks. Uh, parents were really upset by the uh, portrayal of uh, Santa as a killer. Clearly, they hadn't seen the movie because it's really not the real Santa, and that's pretty explicit. But whatever. They were offended by it. Uh, they also apparently hadn't seen David Hess's To All a Good Night, which came out four years earlier and had the same premise. Um, but also, anyway, sorry, that's just me being a nerd. But it got pulled from theaters after two weeks, and after that, nobody saw it. So if you were like, oh, I'm busy, it's November. Um, I have holiday things to do. I'm not going to see it until three weeks from now. Like you're screwed. You'll never see it. So what this guy was tasked with doing was recutting the movie to repackage it and send it out again. So people could actually watch this movie that never really got watched. And because they're like, we're sitting on this footage, we might as well do something with it. Mm -hmm. Um, but he was looking at it and he was like, he didn't have dailies or anything. He just had the movie. And he was like, I can't do this. You have to give me something so I can shoot like, a couple extra scenes to add to this and he got enough budget to make you know 42 minutes of a crappy movie yeah um and splice it in there and actually the editing i think is the best part about this movie i think the editing is genuinely good um to a degree well yeah and i think that like 
working with what he was given, he did a good job. Yeah. You know, like it is a it is a second movie. It is obvious that the first movie is cut into it. Oh, well, yeah, 100%. It's just like in giant 10-minute chunks just slammed into the first part of the movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but if they like if someone was like here's Halloween, you need to make a second movie where you're recutting Halloween and now it's in the perspective of the children that Laurie was babysitting. Yeah. You'd be like, what? No. And it's like, how did they know what happened in that house where they weren't there or while they were asleep? Right? Laurie told me everything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't sleep, but Laurie had nightmares. <laughs> yeah. I don't make popcorn, but Laurie did. Right? So I would give it a two if you knew the backstory. Okay. And I'm going to give it a three out of five. It, You're ridiculous. On, on the bad good scale. Okay. Oh, the ba- you didn't tell me we were using the bad good scale. That's just my scale at all times, okay. basically. Cool, cool. I just quietly adjust it. Um, look, I, The Room is a five-star movie for me. So, like, that's... Uh, that's a good point. To me, I don't really divide between good, good, and bad, good. Because if it's good, <laughs> it's good, you know? Um, but, yeah, this... Uh, it's not a bad good like masterpiece, especially mm-hmm. if you um, have seen Silent Night, Deadly Night recently, because those uh, flashback scenes could be really exhausting. Redundant, yeah. Um, but I, I think there are some genuinely good moments about this movie. Like I said, all in the editing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this way that Ricky interacts with the flashback footage, um, where it, like we'll cut between him and you can kind of see him physically reacting to lines that are being spoken in mm-hmm. the original movie, which is kind of cool. Yeah. And then there's one scene transition where it zooms in on a, a tape recorder where the tape's just flipping and then it zooms back out and it's other people have just finished listening to this tape that we watched being recorded and it's a cool way of transitioning to later. Um, mm-hmm. And also, oh, there's one more thing that I really liked. Oh, yeah. Um, part of uh, Ricky's childhood was depicted through like old scratchy home video footage and i was like oh they actually like put a little effort into making this seem like a movie yeah and it, it was cool like I, I think that of all the people who did a terrible job on this movie lee harry is not one of them that's true that's true definitely his actors could have been better but you i mean know. yeah look i think they had like a week to make this movie <laughs> also true I get so much crap when i'm in seattle and um my roommates will come home and i'm watching like Something that's garbage. Just something Garbage like day. Garbage day. Yeah, but something that's like so bad good, you know? And, uh-huh. I, and my roommates just don't get it. And I'm like, no, that's this so is... Like, like, I, did, uh, I did see an article that may or may not be true, but I'm going to choose to believe it is, mm-hmm. um, that uh, people who are more intelligent are better at uh, enjoying good, bad movies. Hmm. Like, that's a sign of a higher intelligence. And it's like, I'll accept that and not look into <laughs> the uh, the credentials of whoever researched this. <laughs> so you're being an oxymoron. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> In more ways than one. Uh, because I'm big like an ox. Yep. Yes. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Anyway, yeah. So, like, well, yeah, because okay, I mean, no offense, but you have like really crappy taste and things that you like most of the time. <laughs> uh, uh, no, no, no. I mean, you do enjoy your crazy Canadian TV shows. Yeah. And also. Sorry, I'm getting distracted again. No, go for it. But one thing I love about talking to my grandma Mm -hmm. is that I will know the shows you will be talking to me about in two weeks. (laughs) Because my grandma's always like, oh, I've been really enjoying Call the Midwife. And you're like, I watched that show. (laughs) (laughs) So you have the taste of either like a grandmother or like 
a Canadian 13-year-old. <laughs> That's so accurate, though. <laughs> yeah. It's like Degrassi and called Midwife. Exactly. It's like where I'm at. Which is one of the things that I cherish about you. Thank you. You're welcome. But yeah, okay, bad good scale. What would you give it on that one? Uh, higher, like a three. Okay, yeah, because it's not like the funniest movie ever, but it's quite enjoyable and strange. Yeah, yeah. but I've also seen so many better bad good movies. Yeah, that's true. It's not it's not the best, but it is a nice little gem. Of yeah. You're like, wait, what? <laughs> this is a real thing? <laughs> calm, calm your eyebrows, dude. Calm them. Just no, I think calm his, down. I think that's how he got so buff is his eyebrows are constantly doing push-ups. That's right. That's right. And it's just transferring to the rest of his body. Yeah. Ooh, to my body. Body. Anyway, uh, I think that's going to do it yeah, for us. It. It's already been 28 minutes. And I was like, oh, we're going to talk about this. And I was like, wait, no. It's this like is us. riding a bike. Yeah. It's uh, slipping right back into it. Mm-hmm. Like your wife's bra that you wear when she's at work. I'm not married. Neither am I. Okay. That settles that. This is the relatable content that we provide to all walks of life. (laughs) Um, But yeah, uh, thank you so much for joining us for a super special non-denominational Christmas episode. Yeah. (laughs) Speaking of oxymorons. If you really hate Christmas, you could also watch this film. Oh, yeah. It's literally Santa killing people. Oh, yeah. Uh, Christmas horror is such a... uh, robust sub sub genre of uh horror movies yeah and it's for a good reason because it's so wholesome and everybody wants to see it be destroyed black christmas is still one of like my favorite oh, horror films that movie's a masterpiece so good straight up like it's so good yeah um oh my sister got my dad the conjuring 2 on blu-ray for christmas mm. because he watched like five minutes of it and he's like i can't watch it alone lauren has to watch it with me um <laughs> And that movie actually is set at Christmas. So that's a thing. I don't know why I brought that up. But anyway. Another tangent. Yeah. Um, Find us on Twitter. Find us on Twitter. At Scream101Pod. Yeah. Find us on Facebook at Scream101Podcast. Say hi to Shannon. Do you want to plug your Twitter? Do you tweet? I don't tweet. That's fine. Um, If you say it on the Scream101 Facebook page, I'll find it. That is true. Um, But yeah, and you can email us at Scream101Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, subscribe rate and review us give us five stars uh, and maybe we'll have Shannon on more times yeah and it's garbage day <laughs> that's what we'll say every time you're on yeah Shannon's here it must be time for the garbage <laughs> um, and our theme song is A Beat For You by Pseudo Echo off their album Autumnal Park I love Pseudo Echo I can tell they did what I could tell yeah oh they did a song for Friday 13th Part 5 and that's how I found them and mm. all of their other music is even better <laughs> than Friday the 13th Part 5 that's great. I, um, you know, I was thinking about on my ride here, on my dr- long drive here, I uh-huh. was like, um, what if Brennan has me pick something? And I was like, well, isn't Sicario a movie? Sicario's a movie, right? Yeah, that's what Sergio forced us to watch on his birthday last year. That's right, that's right. So I was thinking about us doing that one again. I could never, I I never want to see that so movie bad. again. Um, but but just so that we can make the, the title, it's a me, Sicario. <laughs> Oh boy! See, this is why we don't let you pick things. That's true. That's also why that would really be garbage. You had day. me move away. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I hope you had a good holiday. I'm glad you're in town for yeah. the brief sliver of time that you are. It's great now. Now that I see you. Oh. Let's end this. Bye. Bye. <laughs> this episode was brought to you by Pod People Productions. To find more episodes of this show and others, please visit podpeople.me. It's podcasts for the weird at heart. 
Hi, I'm Brennan. And I'm Dave. And we are the co-hosts of Cast Party. It's a freewheeling pop culture conversation. I am an online media mogul. And I'm not. I'm a drama teacher. Yes. In fact, my drama teacher. We kind of transplant the conversations that we have every time we hang out and do a podcast, and we hope you like it. Check it out. Enjoy. At podpeople.me. That was was really fun and not awkward at all. (laughs) Bye.